Hi, love. Welcome to this episode of Why Aren't Thou? I hope everyone that is listening is keeping themselves safe, looking after their mental health. So joining me for this week's episode, we have the iconic Victoria <laughs> Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. And um, we have the returning iconic guest, Drew Dimitri. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me again. That is how you pronounce your second name, right? Dimitri, yeah. yeah of course, yeah. yeah there we go. There. So I'm have done. you been anyway? Welcome back to London. You've moved back to London now, I right? I have. Thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> Escaped. Escaped. I made a quick escape. So what you're not going to escape is what we didn't do last time Shit. was your Real Housewives tagline. So are you ready? Real Housewives <laughs> of East London. Let's say that. Okay, here we go. It takes a real bitch to spot a fake bitch. And honey, I'm the realest of them all. When you cross me, you better don't cross me. Don't mess with my garden. I have the dream body, dream man, career. I've got it all. I do love dogs, but I've never been a fan of bitches. Hey. <laughs> there we go. Shout out to Tom, because my friend Tom, who got this for me. Thanks, Tom, for that. Love you. Tom, mate. That was a good one. Mm -hmm. And without further ado, let's just get this started. Let's go. Drop the theme tune. Let's go. Okay, so at the start of this month, we had National HIV Testing Week, which was absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, the statistics have gone down and the transmission rates between gay men especially haven't gone down. And there's also a link in my Instagram bio that you can get free HIV testing in the UK. Have you been tested? I have indeed. Always. Yeah. yeah? But I mean, listen, last time I did anything, I got tested for sure. But it's yeah. just been a while. So I haven't been tested for a while. This Bloody Nora, I'm out here so people get tested right now. You're not even got tested. Yeah, yourself. well, you know, I'd need to get some, like, you know, I'd need to have some kind of intercourse before getting yeah. tested. But it's also like right now is a really good point to get tested because it can put together like a lot of statistics. Yeah. Um, what is actually interesting is only 16% of straight people have ever been tested for HIV in the wow. lifetime because obviously they think they're probably immune to catching um, HIV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so everybody should get tested. Like I said, there's a link in my Instagram bio for everyone that's UK based to get a free HIV testing through the post. They send it to you within two to three days and then you send it back. And I it's literally that. as simple as that. Great. And there is also probably a lot of free HIV tests that you can get in other countries. I'm not quite sure, but just Google them and look at your nearest one. So it's also LGBTQIA plus history <laughs> mom. Yeah, babe. Love it. So uh, let's celebrate. <laughs> you, and my you. brother, my sisters, everyone, everyone. in between. <laughs> we love you. We love um, you all. So the reasonings for this month is firstly, it shows how far we've come in terms of LGBT plus laws, but it also points out that there's still a massive fight to be done. Absolutely. You HIV non-tester. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been a while, huh? 
But it also points out that there's still a massive fight and push needed for many countries to come into the 21st century with their views, their laws, and... Human rights. And human, basic human rights. Basic human rights. Literally, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, secondly, to me, it's extremely important that this month is used to educate the younger people in the community, and not even necessarily people in the community, just the younger members of society in terms of how they can also be an ally and how they Absolutely. can also help support people that are part of the LGBTQIA plus community. Great, yeah. Which is actually really sweet because my friend Ella, shout out to her, Ella Tresler, because she works in an artistic school and she's put together next week this talk. It's obviously through Zoom calls online, yeah. but it's a, a talk between different LGBT people to speak to the students and just tell them like stories, a bit of history. And your boy is going to go and do yeah. one. <laughs> what are you going to talk about? Do you know yet? I think my Experience? experiences growing up and mm. what it was like for me in school. So obviously I'm going to touch on the fact is like for me, there was no education with the LGBT community. And that was obviously down to section 28. Have you ever heard of that? Mm, what does that entail? Let's educate me as well as the listeners. Okay. So 1988, there was section 28, which Margaret Thatcher brought in. And it meant that you wasn't allowed to promote homosexuality in schools. Good. It was illegal. And that kind of left a gray area for teachers in terms of if they even spoke to a child that was being bullied right. for being gay, uh -huh. that could be seen as promoting it, promoting a wow. lifestyle. So it also left like teaching a gray area. And if te any teachers was found out to be gay, they would lose a job immediately. But it also left... Yeah, I heard about that part of it. Didn't really understand the depth of it. Okay. Then there was also children that was just left vulnerable mm -hmm. because they was being bullied and they felt like they had nowhere to report it. It was literally the government saying you can bully LGBT kids yeah. and we're not going to do anything about it because we've created this law. So is that it, is it kind of like don't ask, don't tell kind of vibes? What do you mean don't ask, don't tell in terms of... So don't ask, don't tell was something implemented in uh, American law about people going to the army uh, where you aren't supposed to tell whether you're gay or not oh, okay so if so you was, if we don't ask you don't have to tell yeah, therefore you're not doing anything wrong exactly but it's like as a kid when you're a young age you like when i was growing up i i knew that i was different but i didn't know that i was gay because i didn't fully know what gay was because that law the section 28 wasn't abolished kind of prohibited till, it right, yeah i see so it wasn't two thousand two two thousand 2003 that, that they got rid of Section 28. And then if we jump from 2003 to 2019 now, you, the massive difference is in April 2019, in UK sh schools, in primary school, you have to teach about all families, including like same-sex parents. Right. And now in 2020, September 2020, they rolled out a thing in high school where you have to teach about all sexualities, all genders, which is what we... I can say I missed out on in school I anyway. definitely missed out on that. Because that would have benefited me so much to see yeah. somebody that I... Like resonate with that I connect with just to see myself not only in a scream or then also then to be taught about people in history that I also see myself in them yeah absolutely. you know what I mean just a little fact because even though this has all been rolled out last year they also conducted a government poll December 2020 mm -hmm. with a thousand teachers and it found out that LGBT plus bullying is the most prevalent type of bullying in schools still to this day to this day, you know, we need to protect our... But, okay, I'm going to ask a question. Do you think that that is predominantly in other towns outside London? Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think that could necessarily be the case in London. See, pause, because 
you said this last time on the podcast that like mm-hmm. London is very like inclusive and then everything outside yeah. of London is not. But Brighton is the gay capital of the UK. True. London is not. And also a lot of trans people move outside of big cities into smaller villages because they feel more comfortable within that because they've actually experienced more hate and discrimination mm. in bigger cities. Okay. So, yeah, agreed. London is a great place to live if you're part of the LGBT community. But uh-huh. also, there is a lot of other places in the UK that deserve yeah. the respect and they are learning people, are changing them ways. So Okay, that's yeah. good to know. When I was still in school myself, I wasn't never taught like sex education. It was, I was never... just about to ask. So what was... What was sex education like for you guys growing up here? Sex education was like basic. Just vagina, penis. It was vagina, penis, not how to have consensual sex, right. not how to have, I would say safe sex in terms of condoms, right. but condoms don't necessarily mean safe sex. So there was never anything like that. It was never like exploring sexualities or genders. It was mm. just, this is a man, this is a woman, this is the anatomy, and this is how they have sex. And this is how they fornicate to have yeah. kids. It was obviously basically. something that had been created probably by the church because mm-hmm. it was like they just see it as reproduction. Yeah. You know? What was it like for you? I guess in Denmark we were we were a little bit more liberal than that. So I remember we had like poly- polystyrene penises that we had to put condoms on. That? That was hilarious. I mean, obviously, you know, when you're a teenager and all your friends are given like polystyrene penises, you're, you're throwing it around, you're like, hey, Sword in bites. your face. Ah. And all the girls are no, like, No, in my mouth. <laughs> exactly. That's how I learned. Um, but yes, uh, a lot of the conversation was around conception. So having, you know, actually conceiving kids as opposed to using sex as a, a pleasure. You know, they would talk about this is... The penis goes into the woman's vagina, then the man ejaculates, yeah. and then that's how babies are made. And I remember our history, or sorry, our science teacher touched about anal sex. He was like, gay men put it in the butt, and that was it. <laughs> and we were like, what? Hold up a minute. Like, okay, tell us more. But no, he wouldn't. He was like, that's it. That's all we're going to talk about, gay sex. Never mentioned lesbian sex, never mentioned anything else. And I, I think I, someone asked the question, like, so gay men can have sex and not have kids? You know, you're young. You still don't know this stuff. It, it, yeah, because just, you would think if, if you're going to, like, ejaculate into a vagina, yeah, you ejaculate into an asshole, I mean, you're like, oh, my God, this man might get pregnant. Ex- I mean, this is the thing. You don't know these things when you're young, you know? And also in Denmark, like, actually, the first sex education we had was, like, we were uh, in um, we were around seven years old, and we watched a video of two naked people playing volleyball. I'll never forget this because I was like, what the hell is going on? And then all of a sudden it just like zooms into their genitalia (laughs) uh, and, you know, they show you like the insides of what happens when a man ejaculates into a woman. It was weird. But, you know, from an early age, we are just taught that sex is to have babies, Mm -hmm. you know, not for pleasure. And I also think the fact is that we're taught, we're only ever shown when we was younger, especially that like sex between a man and woman, that then puts like the ideology in your head that a sex between a man and a man is not right because it's never really spoken about in like a a honest yeah comfortable trusting environment as well so yeah it is taboo it's a taboo that's how they see it who was a gay icon for you growing up my gay icon i mean where do we begin i think a lot of the gay icons that I had were female and not necessarily queer. So you've got like your Britney Spears, 
You've but the gay Christ- icons. I mean, absolutely. Christina Aguilera, Madonna, like all of them girls. Oh. Also, have you love. watched a Britney Spears documentary? Oh my god. I've not watched it. I haven't watched it yet, but god damn the trailer. Wow. Wow, it, wow, it is about wow. Time. You know what really makes this whole documentary interesting is that how we all had a, a hand to play in the demise of Britney Spears. Yeah. This is Everybody who, you know, who used to follow her and make fun of her from the public to the press to the paparazzi to everybody had a hand in this. And people are like now being like apologizing for, you know, ever posting anything negative about her because mm-hmm. it's just it's intense. The poor woman's gone through so much. And it, it's funny, though, because I saw somewhere or maybe, I, I don't know, I can't remember if I saw this or I just made this up in my head. Who knows? But we as gay men gravitate towards women who've had so much struggle because okay. we feel that they can identify with us. Yeah. So you've got Britney, for instance, we've, j- we've just spoken about. You've got Ariana Grande now who's, you know, had a fiancé that's committed to, or killed, you know, okay, died, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Sorry. She had the Manchester bombing. She's gone through a lot of shit. we got Lady Gaga who had, like, you know, went through drug abuse and alcohol mm-hmm. abuse and we just relate to her kind of creativity like we are so drawn to these like powerful women who are still who have still gone through shit that's how i see it I- mariah carey same thing when she was with tony matola he put her like he completely had her locked up in a house you know and she broke free and he tried to ruin her career who tony matola come on now who the fuck's that oh my god so she Mariah gets married to Tony Matola. He makes her the biggest star ever, right? He's the head of Sony Records. What year is this? This is like we're pre- like the nineties. Okay. Yeah. She was making him so much damn money. They get married. He literally all all she was allowed to do was make music. wasn't allowed to leave the house, ever. She had security on her ass all the damn time. How was she going to gigs? Like that's the only thing she could do. So oh, so it was all for business reasons. She was ever yeah. allowed to leave the house. Yeah. And then I think Debrat and Jermaine Dupri went to her house one time to do a song. And Debrat was like, this isn't healthy, Mariah. Like, you need to really, really fix this up. And so Debrat and her jump into a car to go to Burger King to get something. And apparently all hell breaks loose. All security is like everywhere, looking after, like running after her, finding her, helicopter circling. And Debrat was like, this is not healthy. And then later on, they broke up. Why have I never, ever heard about I'm this? I'm telling you, gay icon. Life. And what happened to him? Oh, he's fine. Of course. He's still doing his thing. Of course. And he, what did he say about the claims? He was like, I'm sad that she feels that way about our relationship or some shit like that. Oh, man. This is I, literally, mm-hmm. it's, this is R. Kelly shit. This is R. Kelly shit. Yeah, it's gaslighting. Gaslighting I and fucking manipulation that. and it's everything. It's crazy. You should read her book. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) You get endorsement money here. (laughs) I really should. Mariah, hit me up, babe. I'm right here. (laughs) Drew, I don't think about him. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know him. (laughs) She's got some iconic moments. She does. Someone singing out a key. (laughs) Yes. The one where she's singing. Someone's getting fired. That's that's a, uh, what's her face? Beyonce. Is that Beyonce? Yeah, she no. Goes, yeah, she goes, somebody getting fired. She goes, lights, lights. And the lights don't come on. She's like, somebody getting fired. I was like, ah! And you do not want to mess with Beyonce. No, tarnish. Mm-mm. Let's speak about some 
living icons right now or activists for the LGBTQIA plus movement that we consider or we appreciate, we love. It doesn't necessarily have to be people that are activists. It's just people that we see making a change and mm -hmm. doing things for the cause of the movement. Let's pay our dues. Anastasia paid my dues. <laughs> have you heard that song, right? Of course I At least have. you know that one. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she's old. She knows the old classics. She's huh? had um, throat cancer twice. You know that. Did she actually? Is that yeah. why her throat's a bit hoarse? Yeah. And also, nah, burr, burr, come on. <laughs> <laughs> in paid my dues, is it when she says, um, even got punched in the face in LA? Oh my God, yeah. You heard that, that, you heard that line? Iconic. So for you, Name us a few icons. Well, think top of my head is actually a dear friend of mine. I'm going to have to give her a huge shout out. It's Tanya Safi, who's based in Australia at the moment, but she lived in London for a little bit. She's amazing. She is queer, um, a member of the Swana community. She is just the best. She works for Happy Mag and she's always kind of pushing the, the queer agenda um as best as she can she's just also just an awesome human being i love her i miss you come back to me i keep trying to trying to get her to come back to london but so she's moved to australia she's australian or she's you know from australia born and raised in australia okay. but arab heritage i mean why would you tell anybody to come back to the uk when they're living in australia because we have the best cuddles like <laughs> her, me her and her wife best cuddles that is so sweet yeah for me, I appreciate people like Monroe Burdoff, who's, mm -hmm. whew, for me, that is actually the representation of everything. She fights for trans rights, yep. queer rights, black rights, women's rights. She's literally the queen bee. Absolutely. Hashtag dethrone Lizzie. <laughs> Get Monroe on there. <laughs> yeah, Monroe's um, great. So also, Sean Fay, they'd be the good one to mm -hmm. check out too. Huge trans activist super amazing super intellectual some of the stuff they say i'm just like oh my brain can't handle this yeah you are good literally. some other amazing trans activists uh charlie craggs mm -hmm. absolutely amazing yasmin metcalf lucia blake amazing creator of trans pride yep 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 james boyle see this mm. james boyle is a deaf gay man i don't think he perceives himself to be an activist but i appreciate his work because he openly speaks about deaf deafness within the gay community and he speaks about deafness in general and how as a society we can push more on that and help right people more on that down from your social media to daily interactions to creating comfortable spaces for deaf people to thrive in right so shout out, shout out to james boyle love that yeah shamir sani who is a gay pakistani muslim man and he's proud of it and obviously rightfully so absolutely um, he openly speaks about mental health he is a fantastic activist when it comes to being gay, Muslim and Pakistani. He calls out a lot of shit on Instagram. He calls out a lot of shit on Twitter in regards to like major corporations being discriminative, mm -hmm. whitewashing. So I'm totally here for all of that. He sounds great. There's Josh Rivers, who does Busy Being Black. He's amazing. Um, does he classify himself as an activist? I don't know. Josh, do you? You let me know. But he's just... Um... He's just really interesting to hear and he's really friendly and just a funny, funny human and that has a great spin on queer life in London. Right. Mm -hmm. Shout out to all of them. We send our love. Thank love you. You should be included in the LGBT History Month. The, mm -hmm. I say index. What do we say? The catalog of people that are living icons. Whoop, whoop.
let me tell you my Craigslist ad of the week because I was on Craigslist the other night. Oh, wow. As you do, you know. So this is an ad. It says, the title, up to £200 catfight, girl v girl London. <laughs> as in like catfight, <laughs> as in... I want you to fight my girlfriend with rules, of course. I want it to be quick, sane and easy. Cash in hand. I'm sorry, what? Can we just rewind? <laughs> what? As in beat this, her up? This man put an ad on Craigslist and he will pay you £200 cash to fight his girlfriend. Girl v girl. It comes with rules, but it has to be quick, sane and easy. Cash in hand. Well, I'm going to get my wig on. <laughs> I'm going to get my padding out. And I'm gonna desperate times call for desperate measures. <laughs> what? I know. I'm going to leave him. So is that. that a fetish? I don't know. Why are you asking me? I didn't buy the ad. Jeez. You never know these days. This whole army <laughs> hammer thing with the fetishes. Fuck knows. Tell me. Your fetish. Oh, girl. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm opening up about a lot of things, but not that. On that <laughs> Let note. me have something to myself. <laughs> We're going to go to the next topic. Mm-hmm. You want to share with me your coming out story to either your parents or just like the first person you came out to, if you feel comfortable doing that. I do. I always feel comfortable talking mm. to you about yeah. anything. Stop, Ron. Um, coming, I'll tell you family as opposed to parents because that's a bit of a shit show. Um, family. So I remember how I came out to my brother. And we were in a tequila bar in Copenhagen. and Love it already. I know, it was hilarious. He was out with his friends. And then I came and joined them because his ex-girlfriend texted me. And she was like, come join us. And I love his ex-girlfriend. She's amazing. And we're still friends. And I love you, Denise. <laughs> um, and I just sat down with her and my brother. And they'd been doing shots. And I got myself some shots. And, da, 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 da. and I just looked at my brother. And I was like, Edward, I got something to tell you. And he's like, what? And I just looked at him. And I'm like... I love dick. <laughs> and he literally, like, he looked at me in a way where I was what? like... Wait, it's like easy men. Yeah, right? I, there was no... I had... Listen, when I was younger, I was full throttle. I, there was no stopping me. Like, now I'm very, very conscious of what I say, who I say it to, how I, you know, display myself, I guess. When I was younger, oh, my God, I was... I was a force. I was a force to be reckoned with. My mom used to even say, like, I'm the spawn of Satan because she was like, how the hell did you even come out of me? You are crazy. Anyway, you live and learn. Um, yeah, so I looked at my you brother. You live and you learn it. <laughs> what song is that? Miley Cyrus. Again oh and again. Not heard no? that. Okay, no, mind. Too old for Miley that. Miley Cyrus. No. Don't know her. Don't know her. <laughs> um, yeah, so I looked at my brother. I was like, I love Dick. And he stared at me for a split second because my brother and I at that point had a very... Um, up and down relationship so we can go from loving each other to really really hating each other but i guess that's siblings anyway and he just stared at me and he just goes oh that's amazing oh. and i was like oh i was like that's so sweet he's like that's so cool that is that's a reaction so cool. that we all want yeah but he, he just didn't like he didn't like i could see him process it for like a split second but then his reaction was just like that's amazing cool man Oh, sweet. sweet. So, so that was coming out to, to my brother. He was a first family member. Yeah, first family member. I mean, to be fair, like, I didn't come out to my parents until, like, a few years ago. And, like, since then, I've come out to them 
three times. They still don't want to listen to it. They they are so oblivious to it. They're like, oh, that's cute. It's just your white parents, right? Yeah, my white parents. <laughs> super white. Such white privilege Such, that you experienced. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, cool. And they'll still ignore everything. Like even the other day I was speaking to my mom, she's like, oh, yeah, when you meet a woman. And I'm like, oh, what? my God. Still. Like they but cannot like, process it. When you come out to them, what mm. does what do they say? Okay. Or like, Drew, come on. It's not. I mean, okay. It's very. Listen, coming out is never easy. Agreed. And I will always say to people, it's it's not a prerequisite to be gay. You don't have to come out to your family because in certain situations, it's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's a lot to lose. There's a lot to lose, especially in the in the queer. I'm sorry, in the Swana community, there is so much you can lose. So unless you are ready to lose that, then don't do it. There's so much at risk, like I said. There's so much at risk within our community and losing family that you really have to know that if this is the right choice for you to do, it doesn't mean you can't live your life as a, as a gay person or a queer person. Mm-hmm. It just means that you have to do what's safe, number one, because that's what it all comes down to, what's safe for you and what's going to make you still continue your life without too much hang up and too much on your shoulders i know it, it it's not that quintessential you know you come out and you know life is great and you know the whole it gets better yes it does get better but you know your family more so than anybody else mm-hmm. you know and unfortunately in the swana community we have more at risk because our, our countries don't have i guess do i say the resources or the the kind of support you can get. There are obviously platforms that we'll talk about later that can support you. But when you come out, you have to be super sure. And I also feel like if you can just live your life without actually saying the words, I am gay, and you can carry on just living your life, do you actually really need to say those words? If those words are going to make no, a difference to your life, then what's the point in saying them? It's, like, it's not like people have to come out as straight. Exactly. And ideally, it would be great that we... Li- live in a world which we might get to in the future where you actually don't have to come out if you're anything other than straight yeah absolutely Point blank no so therefore when i've come out to my parents three times it's now become like an ongoing joke between me and my siblings it's like how many times do they need to hear it but does it not get to the point now where it's getting a bit like disrespectful for who for you, how many times do you want me to tell you the same thing before you're actually going to listen yeah it is it is I don't like it. I'm not going to say like, oh, yeah. Do you know what I really dislike, actually? It's like my other Egyptian friends who I grew up with, who know my parents very well, who are just like, oh, but Andrew, they're so old. Like, you know, just let them just let them live. You don't want to cause any more friction. Yada, yada, yada. I'm just like, listen, but they're also my parents and I want them to know my truth and I want them to know who I am. And hence why I will still keep coming out to them over and over again until they can understand it. I have done what I can from my side mm-hmm. to live my truth. And you still love and respect them as parents. You are a strong person for doing that because That's a lot of people of could you. have just turned around and said, do you know what? Fuck you. You're really not listening to me. You're not respecting me. I really don't have anything yeah. to do with you because you're not letting me be my authentic self around you. Mm. You're not accepting me for who I am. So, But it's not like I walk around sucking dick in front of my parents. The only thing that holds me back is like, they will never get to meet someone that I truly love. Mm-hmm. Bing, bang, bong, sing.
Let's play a game. All right, my game. You have a game for me. I do have a game. So basically, to celebrate London queer living, so I'm gonna call it Polari. This, right? So, Simeon, do you know what Polari is? I haven't got a bloody clue. So, Polari is a language that was made up by the gay community in the 60s in London. So basically, if there was a police coming, they would have a word for it. If oh, they were talk about a human being or a guy that they fancied, there was a word for it. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, so that was, the language itself was referred to as Polari, and it was inspired by Italian words and French words. So how Polari. is your... Yeah, so... Because my game is Would You Rather. <gasps> so if you hit me with one of your words, mm -hmm. I can then hit you with one of my Would You Rather's LGBTQIA edition, Fat. which I actually stole from BuzzFeed. Loves it. Just saying. So you go with your word. Right, okay. I'll give you a word. DOS. Think about it. Take a second. <laughs> As a matter of fact, get to. Can I can I hear it in a sentence? I'm going to dos now. Like douche. No. Go. No. Two. No. I'm going to leave now. I'm going to bed. Come on, girl. Dos. Come come on, girl. How was the correlation to bed? Okay, butch. Get... No wait. Give me. Yeah. Butch. I'll give you. I'll give you one. You can win because I'm going to win the next whatever you do to butch. me. Okay. What's butch. a butch? Lesbian. <laughs> like masculine. Yes. Yes. Masculine. Okay. Masculine. masculine. Okay. Would you rather date somebody with the same name as you, or date somebody that looks very similar to you? Same name. Yeah. No. Hold up. Hmm. I've, okay, this is weird. I mm. remember there was a, an episode of Girls where they went to see a DJ set and it was two twins called the Two Drews. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, imagine if I had a... Here come the Two Drews. Here come the Two Drews. <laughs> I also, I'm just not into my look. This is maybe self-deprecation or whatever, but I always just like like being with people who don't look like me. Okay, so you would do the two names. Yeah, but then I just don't want to sound like I'm like I hate I'm not myself. Saying, I'm not asking you would you fuck yourself, but I'm asking yeah. you would you be with someone that looks similar to you, which kind of happens in the gay community. It does, like you no, guys? no, but like they look like brothers. Like yes. I've been there. I'm like, oh, yes. that is gross. Yes. So I couldn't do that. No. No. So it's a name. Yes, yeah, a name. Let's, let's stick babies. with the name. Okay. Let me give you a word. Here's another easy one for you. Fruit. Someone's fruit. It. It's like the camp. The gay. And that is still to this day Yes but this is Polari You know it's inspired a lot of like lingo now But it, I think that's because obviously you say what 1960s mm -hmm. So it's very like The older generation that you hear, hear When you say oh they're a bit fruity well, this, Meaning baby, they're a bit you know cow, this is, a bit... Yeah but even camp stemmed from this Really? The word camp stemmed from Polari History You're welcome Goyle <laughs> Anyway give me so, mine Would you rather have everyone of your same gender think you fancy them or have every person you fancy think you are straight now think about this Ew. because would Ew you rather want every man think you fancy them or think every person 
Every person that you fancy think you are straight, meaning you probably have to come out to... The latter, I'm not a fan of at all. But also, like, the first one, I can be like, hmm... Repeat it to me one more time, so I, just so my brain can, like, really, <laughs> really, like, absorb, in. yeah. Would you rather have everyone of your same gender think you fancy them? Or have every person you fancy think you are straight? Wow. There's pros and cons kind of both sides, in a way. Wow. The thing is, you know what? Everybody of my gender, if I tell them I'm gay, they Automatically think, think you fancy, I fancy them. them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because you're like, mm, honey. <clears throat> yeah. Even a girl doesn't fancy you. Thank Why you. Why would I even fancy? Oh, you? mate, get off me. Or I'm not even on you. Get off me. Exactly. I've, I've never been around that. you. <laughs> you're good. You're good, mate. Oh, as long, I'm okay with the gay stuff. Just like, don't hit on me. No one asked. <laughs> and no, no one, one does one. hit on you. Exactly. Full stop, period. You know that kind of vibe. Um, I would rather the first. Right. So you'd rather have everyone of the same gender think you fancy Think I fancy them. them. Which they probably Which do, they anyway. do because <laughs> they do anyway, so. No, they do. <laughs> they do because everything everybody thinks I'm flirting with them constantly. I'm just a nice person. So I'm sorry. I get that quite a lot. I'm so well. sorry, guys. Yeah. I just think you're really fun. All right. Sorry. My turn. I forgot. Okay. Next word. <clears throat> no, no. I just I almost spat that. <laughs> um, okay. How How is your Italian? Do you know Italian? No. Damn it. But hit me. Donna. 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 Yeah. Donna kebab. Donna. No, that's Donna. <laughs> Donna. Um, Donna. Um, I'm going hard on you now. Top. No. You got two. Can you give me a clue? Can you use it in a sentence, please? That Donna is a really good dancer. That bitch. <laughs> that queen. <laughs> That girl. That girl. Here we go. That it's girl. a girl. That woman. That woman. Yeah. But it's like referring to a woman. Yeah, it's a or woman. Or just like, okay. Yeah. Not like Donna her. in Italian is, is female. Okay, I didn't know yeah. that. Just, you know, I'm just like slightly... You're giving me a Slightly education. Uh, right, here, here's a simple one. I really hope it's simple. Maybe I'm just being cocky. Bona noche. Boy, bye. <laughs> Girl, bye. Um, good morning, sexy. Noche. Noche, down. You are a bottom. Stop! Come on, <laughs> help me out here. Buona noche. Buona is like hi. Good. Good morning. Noche. Good night. Good, good night. Yes. Okay, well, the, how um, is this kind of correlation to the gay community? Because buona notte. But this is like, listen. These are words but, from the Polari language. But how would you use this? If the police was there, then why would you be like saying oh. good night? I'm trying to give you some easy ones here. I'm trying to make you like, I'll give you, okay, fuck Girl, off. Bye. Wait, 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 wait. Would you rather go on a blind date that's set up by a straight colleague or go on a blind date that's set up by your dad? What? Exactly, mate. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the minutes. We're on the minutes. Of a straight colleague. Because I hope this straight colleague is a girl that knows me. Girl. Because my dad's going to hook me up with someone from church. <laughs> so we're not about that with one. With the vagina. With the vagina. So we're good. Like, okay. Fucking hell. Here's an easy one. A bye-bye. Bye-bye. B-I-B-I. Bye, bitch. Bye-bye. 
Bye, girl. Mm-hmm. Girl. Bye, sexy. Yeah, bye. Bye, uh, bye almost... heart. Bye. Oh, bitch. Bitch. You're no. so difficult. You was acting like I was going in the 1960s and I know this type of language. I don't know Italian. I don't know use French. Your, yeah, but just use your noggin. So it means bye. Bisexual. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God. Say it again. He thinks I'm trying to be fucking clever. Say it not. again. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Oh yeah. We you know what? Them? I should have thought into give me one more because I want to think into depth. About okay, this. right, can you? Okay, so to cackle. To cackle, to kiki, like to have sex. No. To laugh. Kind of, but during what though? Laugh during sex. No. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got sex on the mind. Oh, I'm thinking... And you got me like oh, yeah. oh, What you want from, from me? me? What you want? Well, me. <laughs> no, to cackle. Go, to, wait, wait, don't tell me. To cackle is to. <laughs> right? So you're doing something with your mouth. What you laughing at? What you laughing at? You know, 21 seconds. Love that song. You know why it's called 21 seconds? Because everyone had 21 seconds to say what to they gotta say. Out. To say the verse. I got 21 seconds to say what I gotta say. I got 21 seconds. Oh, no. Come on, girl. Give me a video. Oh, no. Right, so cackle means. To gossip. That makes sense. See, when you say them, it's so simple. It's like um, when you watch catchphrase and you see it, and you're like, this makes no sense. Then they say it. Bro, and it's call like... me catchphrase, call me countdown, I got you, girl. <laughs> Would you rather date someone who's in the closet or date somebody? Full stop. Yeah, that's true. Date someone. I would love to date someone right now. It would be great. Please closet, out closet, in closet, up the closet, down the closet. We're here. Just give me someone to date, for fuck's sake. No, true, but I'm dying because you... But you guys know now I'm single, so... And desperate, so just come over. So, improvisation. Would you rather have a threesome with two random gay men that you can't see before agreeing to the threesome? So, grinder. Okay, go ahead. Or have a threesome with a semi-hot man and woman that you see before you agree? Semi-hot man and woman. Yeah, 100%. I'm not into grinder. Wait, pause. Could but you could you have sex with a vagina? I mean, sex if means would... a lot of different things. I don't need to penetrate a, a vagina to have sex with it. I can do other stuff to it. So you're telling me you would rather put your penis inside a vagina? No, you would rather lick a vagina than put your penis inside I would inside rather... Vagina. No, 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 girl. I'm sandwich. Uh-uh. What we're trying to say is <laughs> I would rather... Be sexually comfortable with people that I know than people that I don't. Because I I'm not I mean, listen, I get on grinder for an ego boost here and there, but I don't I mm-hmm. rarely meet people on it because I don't know them. That's it. Is it my turn? Right, last one to me, and then we're moving on. Okay, cool. So the last one. Do you want me to give you a hard one or an easy one? Well, I obviously can't even deal with the easy ones as it is. So, okay. have an extra... go with both. Go with, right, do hard first. Or easy first, easy first. Easy okay. First. Okay, I'll give you one more because you've been uh... so shit at this game. <laughs> um, a hoofer. A hoofer. Hoof. Hoof. He's like a vagina. No. <laughs> Hoof. A foot. No shit, Sherlock. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> well done. So a hoofer is the dancer. 
I'll give you one goals. last one. I swear to God, if you get this wrong, I we need to really establish our friends. You're going to disown me as a friend. I'm gonna, literally going to really have to disown. Okay. Right. Okay. Are you ready for this? I'm really focused. I'm closing my eyes. And Mince. If you're minced, you're a faggot. You're gay. But what does to mince something? To like dance, to so, like mix, what? to like... How, when you say someone, he's mincing, they're mincing. He's like... Yeah, they're walking. Like dancing, That's like their walk. Strut, you know? Exactly. Yeah. They're mincing. I'm going to have the last one at least. Oh my God, you're so <laughs> That was really hard. That How was that hard? Just, I feel like I need to apologize to all my gay ancestors. I think you should. Just, I'm so sorry. I'm really, really sorry. Honey, like I'm... I'm, I'm just a millennial. Oh <laughs> God. So am I. Anyway, moving on to our next topic. Let's actually speak about people in the LGBTQIA plus community that are marginalized. So a marginalized community then marginalizes people even more. Absolutely. And we're talking to two people who are <laughs> marginalized exactly. within a marginalized community. You know what? I have this thing where I often feel privileged that I am a gay man. Okay. Give me that. Because let's unpack that, please. So within the LGBTQIA plus community, yes, sir. the hierarchy is a gay white man, mm-hmm. gay white cis man, mm-hmm. right? And to see what especially trans people go through mm-hmm. breaks my heart. Non-binary people, non-conforming people, what they go through breaks my heart. And I feel like me growing up, I had issues. I was a victim of bullying, but I didn't have it as bad as other people have it now and have had it in the past. So I sometimes feel privileged and that my story doesn't deserve like it no, deserves. No, 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 my no, 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 Everybody deserves <laughs> to be heard. That's what I'm going to hands down say. Yeah. And yes, it's one thing acknowledging your privilege. That's amazing because, you know, I acknowledge mine too. But no one story is more valid or less valid than someone else's. We all just have different experiences and we all have different journeys in life. So it's great that you feel privileged and you acknowledge it, but your story is still valid. Just remember that. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. Thank you. And that's to everybody else listening to. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Sorry for, for interrupting. No, 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 that's it. No, 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 that's, okay. that's it. I also just want to point out that being trans in India and in the indigenous community has been around for so many years to the point where India even, they recognize a a third gender. Exactly. I was just about to say this. Hundreds of years. And in the indigenous community, they call it Mm two-spirited. If you're trans, they call it two-spirited, which is absolutely amazing. So the third gender has always been considered uh, like the most parallel thing on earth to God. So that's what it was. And they used to think that the person who identified as both was godlike was superior, and yeah. they would go to them and ask for advice and they it, it, it was such a beautiful thing back in the day and now look at how we treat it but you know now what, we're trying to suppress it but you know what happened what colonialism of course but that's what happened with the the gay community too it's colonialism and religion hand in hand together which you know they do colonialism comes from fucking religion anyway They'll go into countries and be like, uh, we don't like that about you. We don't like this about you. We're going to eliminate that and pretend mm-hmm. you never existed. As you yeah. were saying. This whole, the whole trans community, like I've had a few friends who have come out and transitioned and it's, you know, th- their struggle. Oh my God. 
It's insane. Insane. And I just, I feel for them so bad. And that's also just within the, the queer community when you're out and how they're treated and how they're spoken to. And, and people just not, not respecting their pronouns. And listen, I have, I remember I miss, what's the word I'm looking for? Mis- misgender, mis- misgendered a friend of mine one time and I still beat myself ab- up about it every damn day Yeah, because it was when when they were just starting to transition and we used to work together and I misgendered them and still to this day I just wish if I could take anything back in my life it would yeah. be that because I just felt so bad and they were like no 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 it's fine I'm like it's not fine I of all people should know how to speak to my friends and also speak to people in your community the way you want to be spoken to. And I, I that was a huge fuck up from but my But also, behalf. like, if you knew them with certain pronouns and that was in your vocabulary when you were speaking to them, mm. it is a mistake that can often happen. At the end of the day, if you apologize and they're understanding, just move forward and just let it Absolutely. go. As long as, like, you kind of don't make that mistake numerous again. times or again, then yeah. it's completely fine. I agree. You know? Yeah, if they're your point. friend, it's fine. It's better that it was your friend than a random person that maybe doesn't know you and doesn't know like your Absolutely. heart yeah. and how much of a nice person you are. So yeah. I get, I know what you mean because I've done the same thing. I've done the same with my friend Yasmin. Mm. It hurts them. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Even though everybody's trying to be inclusive and, you know, all these companies and all this stuff are trying to be so inclusive to, for everyone, they're still boxing people. And it's still not enough. To say like, hey, I would rather be called X, Y, Z. Yeah. Because for them, it's about statistics. You know, they're talking about, well, how many are we who are trans? How many identify as this? How many? Exactly. It's all all numbers. And I mean, this is a whole different conversation for a different time. But, you know, corporations in general and how they treat the queer community is not the way we want to be treated. But... We're just giving them a little bit because because we're we're hoping but, for a bit of change, but it's it's. What do you mean we're giving them a little bit of what? Of ourselves and uh, of our, our community. Yeah. So it's funny because we're not giving them a little bit of us. They're taking a little bit of us for their statistics. They're I, in, they might yeah. employ us because we put down on our CV or our job application that we are trans or bisexual or gay. Simeon, or honey, this is a huge conversation. So we're not actually yeah. giving them. They're actually taking things from us in order to fill out their, what is it, like an employment plan where yeah. they have to um, have a certain amount of like ethnicities mm-hmm. and sexualities. Absolutely. And they're so... They're just taking shit from us. We're not giving them anything. But what I'm saying is us giving it, because obviously those who are in that are giving it, right? Everybody who's been employed are giving them that statistic. So what would you think is the solution for that? The solution is that is blind screening. And it's not necessary to apply for a job and have to state your ethnicity. It's not necessary to even have to state your gender. It's not necessary to have to, even when people put on the CV, the postcode, I'm like, that's not even necessary whatsoever what, as it is. It's not necessary to do any of that. Mm-hmm. Just think of like the outline of a person. It's just a question mark. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't really care about what you look like, whether you're abled, disabled, whether you're a person of color, whether you're a gay if man, If you have the qualifications, trans, you should get the job. Yeah, if you're fit for the job, you're mm-hmm. fit for the job, point blank. Absolutely. You know, in Denmark, you still have to put your picture on CVs. 
Why? But this is what I mean. This because is what... Denmark is about that. But like, this is that's... how it opens up to discrimination. Absolutely. And that's what they do. My sister went for a job in Denmark one time and they said to her, you're not a good cultural fit. Are you joking me? Nope. That's Denmark. This is I'm. This is what I'm telling you guys. Like, I loved everybody thinks Denmark is like so idyllic and yeah. great. It's not. It's not. I mean, it's great to visit. By all means, everybody go visit Denmark in the summertime. It's fantastic. But... To live and work and do this. Wow, if you are a person of wow. color, nah. Duh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I mean, it's one of those where you look at Denmark as a very white country, but you also see it as a very liberal, open country. For white people. So, yeah, there you go. And then when it comes to the LGBT community, we shine light to what people may consider acceptable within society. So you mm-hmm. might see like a trans woman that, is very feminine in appearance because that is okay and that is okay for you to see and that's comfortable what you're going to see and what you will take in anything apart from that yeah it's not shown i i get that absolutely alan shoring for example mm-hmm. who was the gay mathematician mathematician who created the turing machine which pretty much was part of ending the second world war it was the machine hacked into the messages that the Germans were sending. Right. He was a gay man and he only just this year, even though he's dead. Um the thing is, okay, but see you're talking about something that's um very sophisticated. Okay. Unfortunately, people are more susceptible to white celebrities than they are Agreed. black celebrities. I, so for instance, the amount of times people have done Oprah uh, not Oprah, Whoopi Goldberg on Snatch Game, it never worked. But then you do little Edie from Grey Gardens, exactly. Which I mean, I've always loved. I've and which you know, I don't as know. soon as have you, you don't oh, never know. So this is what I'm saying. Great. This is why it's interesting because yeah. you can do it in a way that educates others. Absolutely. In terms of who these Did you know are. the sales for the movie Grey Garden to be rented increased because of that? Because of Jinx Monsoon doing it. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding no. me? <laughs> but this is a good drag queen. Let's be real. She is good. She she literally fucking really showed case this character, yeah. right? And it was exaggerated. It was hilarious. She was also fabulous. Like there was all these dude. There was like a gay checklist for what little Edie is, right? The unfortunate thing is about represent trying to represent a black celebrity or icon when people did naomi campbell when people have done beyonce in snatch game and this and that it falls hard it falls hard because yeah. also these women of color in this in the public eye have minimal representation but i also just feel it feel like as people of color we have to work like two three four times harder all the damn as a time white person to be recognized and to be iconic and to leave a legacy and that's Absolutely. what a massive issue is for me who is to blame for the marginalization within the LGBT community? So firstly, I think it's the media and the entertainment industry because there are fantastic people of color and disabled people who are part of the LGBT community who you can see easily playing roles on screens, but who usually plays their roles when telling their stories is either white gay men or cis straight men. Mm-hmm. And then secondly... I blame everyone that is too lazy to learn. Because mm-hmm. there's information out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's, there's. Do you want me to unfold this or try to unpack it for you? 
for me, it's about you're, you're ignorant. If you don't want to learn about the history of others who are classed as like minorities in with the LGBTQIA plus community. Yeah. Um, like I said, because there's information out there and why wouldn't you want to learn about your brothers and your sisters and everyone in between? So at this point... Because it's different. Have it you... gets to the point where it's like you're choosing not to break down the walls. Absolutely. Because it's different. Because it's too much for them to take on. It's not. It is for some people. This is the thing. This is, I mean, this is not, what I really... It's really not. It's not. It <laughs> isn't. It isn't. But you have to remember, mainstreaming means let's go for the general public, right? Also remember, we're a minority mm-hmm. as gay people. We're a minority as people of color, right? We're intersectional. We are fucked. Okay? <laughs> let's be real. I'm sorry. Very because <laughs> the world does not revolve around us unfortunately yeah. and the thing is when you're going into the mainstream world of things you're trying to get so i'm talking about movies films music whatever you're trying to get as much profit as possible from the mainstream from the everybody mistake, isn't it? it is because it's profit over people this yeah. is how it's always been but it should be message over profit oh my god i wish that was the case because if that was the case we'd all be laughing we'd all be having the greatest time of our lives but it's not and the reason why that is is because everything is run by cis, straight, rich. white, rich, white men. That's it. It is that simple. Mm-hmm. And this is why we always have to say, fuck the patriarchy. Hashtag Mona El Sahawi. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> fuck the patriarchy. We're trying to fuck it up. Yeah. And the sad thing is, although now we're getting more females in leadership roles and queer people in in leadership roles at the end of the day that is still not enough because we are playing into a patriarchal system that still fucks us all up hear ye hear ye just saying you better man you're right completely right snaps you're welcome hon I try I try I try (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to speak about some UK based organisations that provide free help so you can contact them through their free helpline or social media or email and you're gonna you wanna roll off some I will, yeah. Organizations that are Swana based or there yeah, absolutely. Yeah? So I go first. So you have bulliedout.com, which helps tackle bullying within education. So it starts from primary school all the way up to university, as well as helping people who are bullied in their workspace because of their sexuality and gender. You have turningpoint.co.uk, that is turning dash point.co.uk who helps with body image mental health and people of the community who have learning disabilities you have akt.org.uk which is a fantastic charity that helps tackle homelessness within our community stonewall of course is a amazing charity when it comes to helping people come out and understanding their sexuality that sexuality you have is a fucking special power it'll teach you how to own that and how to feel comfortable coming out to your peers and your family. And then you have adfam, adfam.org.uk, who helps LGBT plus people and their families affected by drug and alcohol abuse. Love that. Hand it over to Drew. Oh my God, hand it over. So for me, I've got a few, excuse me, let me just clear my throat. So there's a few actual organizations that are actually looking for funding. So if you're looking to fund as much as you can, please donate to these POC 
organizations. They're also queer, so they're here for you. So we've got the Misery Party are currently looking for um, some funding, and this is to better help their they're following with any mental health issues. So that's also really, really good. Another organization or is also a person that's looking for funding is Sharuk, who is a really great follower of um, Now Space. Let me just look at their Instagram. And it is the Dancing Queer Official is also looking for funding right now, who is a POA queer uh, community interviewing so many people of interest then you got hungama london ndy global queer arabs yalla punk yeah habibi market which is not queer but huge in the swana community and busy being black there is so much for you guys to fund and we'll put them all in the link later on they'll be in a link to my bio drew will add them in a link to his bio temporarily so one thing that you want someone to get from listening to this episode of the podcast or one piece of advice let's do maybe one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self or one piece of advice that you would give to the lgbtq plus a community my thing has always been be the person you needed when you were growing up that's number one um are you on two number two go on there yeah girl she got it. Um, <laughs> oh, baby, she's got it. I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. Your desire. Um, your mangina. <laughs> that too. Uh, and my advice is just to be safe. Everybody, be safe. I don't care what mm-hmm. the hell it is that means to you. Just be safe. Yeah. My piece of advice would be: who you are is valid. Your sexuality, your gender, it's valid. You are worthy. You are loved. You are needed in this world. You are created the way you are for a purpose. Hold on to that. Cherish that. Appreciate that. And if you feel like you haven't got love from who you're around right now, there is love out there and you will find that. So this wraps up this episode of Why Aren't Thou? I have been Simeon Taylor. And I'm Andrew or Drew Dimitri. And this has been... Why and now? Right. Thank you for that one.